3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, and you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio, living life like it matters. And I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you had a great Memorial Day. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, it is so important what we memorialize. Uh, And I think yesterday's show that we did called Memorial Day uh, is a great understanding of what we're talking about. If you did not listen to yesterday's show, because you were BBQing or something else, uh, please know that you can go to likeitmattersradio.com, dot com, dot com, and you can listen to today's show. It'll be on the it'll be on the uh, podcast as a podcast within you know an hour after we're done, uh, and you can listen to yesterday's show and really probably before that, probably the the four or five months preceding that. So you never have to miss a minute. Because remember, we call this an hour of power. We're working on the one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate, and that is our brain. Our brain has unlimited plasticity, and you keep keep it as young as you want uh, by using it. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. It's called atrophy, and it happens in most uh, muscles and organs in our body, but I think the brain is one of the greatest and has the greatest impact. And so today, we're gonna talk about the number one commodity of a leader. You know, the number one commodity of a leader, and that is hope. Hope. You know, we hear this saying, oh, hope springs eternal. And I got this from Bible.org. It said the English poet Alexander Pope wrote, hope springs eternal in the human breast. Man never is, but always to be blessed. But where does man turn when hope dries up? The director of a medical clinic told a terminally ill young man who came in for his usual treatment, a new doctor who was on duty said to him casually and cruelly, you know, don't you, that you won't live out the year. As the young man left, he stopped by the director's desk and wept. That man took away my hope, he blurted out. I guess he did, replied the director. Maybe it's time to find a new one. Commenting on assistant, Louis Smeads wrote, Is there a hope when hope is taken away? Is there a hope when the situation is hopeless? That question leads us to Christian hope. For in the Bible, hope is no longer a passion for the possible, it becomes a passion for the promise. And that was actually taken from our daily bread, uh, December 19, 1996. And you know, the Bible uh, talks about this. You know, the Bible is the guidebook for life. Uh, it is the owner's manual for this human experience. And here's what the Bible says. It's in First Peter 3.15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Do you have hope? Think about it. Hope is defined. It's to cherish a desire with anticipation. It's archaic definition. is trust. Interesting. Uh, To desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. To expect with confidence. How about this one? You've heard this before. Hope against hope, right? Uh, That is, in other words, to hope without any basis for expecting fulfillment. I love this definition. Desire accompanied by expectation of or belief in fulfillment. And Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith. It's impossible to please God. Amen. Because anyone who approaches him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So to me, honestly, hope and faith uh, are almost synonymous. And then if you go to you know Hebrews 11, which is called the, the faith chapter, think about how it starts off. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, there it is. So, there it is right there. And the matter of fact, in the parallel verses, here we go, Hebrews 11, one parallel. So NIV says, now faith is confidence. Um, ESV says, now faith is the assurance. Uh, Hebrews, uh, King, it's new King James Version, says faith is the substance. Um, uh, NASB says, faith is the certainty. Uh, the CSB it says, faith is the reality. Don't you hear it? So to me... My favorite definition of hope might not even be a true definition, but can I tell you what it is? It's looking forward. It's looking forward. See, and we are in a time where we are so wrapped up in our past. We're so wrapped into the three R's of survival. Regret, resent, and resist. And the problem is, We live in a world that's helpless and hopeless. That is the definition of depression. You know, May was uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And so many people before that pandemic were struggling with depression. And now so many more since the pandemic are struggling with depression. And depression is a simple equation. Helpless and hopeless. Don't you hear it? What what depression really says is my life today sucks, and tomorrow will be no different. However, hope tells us that even if today sucks, tomorrow can be better. You know, you got to go back to the, when it was the 80s, 90s, when the big campaign, you know, Michael Jordan was in his heyday. Uh, Air Jordans, right? All that, and every, remember the the uh, the motto: "Be like Mike." And there was a whole adver- advertising campaign. You want to be like Mike, and it was beyond just selling stuff. It really was about giving people in the inner cities some hope, because if you go to some of the inner cities like Chicago. And again, I'm not that familiar with Chicago. I haven't lived there. I don't know all the demographics. But there is a, a a a better side of Chicago. Whether that's the south side or the north side, I believe the south side is probably the 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 biggest area for helplessness and hopelessness. I believe, possibly, maybe not. But uh, Michael Jordan could have came out of that area. And I always tell people: Can you understand why someone would kill someone? for five bucks or would kill someone for a dollar. And most people would shake their heads and say, I, it's impossible. I could never understand how someone could kill someone for a dollar Not gonna or do for it. five bucks or or, or or for looking at them cross-eyed or, or making eye contact or, 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 or disrespecting them. How could someone throw away their entire life for that? Well, here's the problem. If there is no hope, what are they throwing away? See, if you're only hope to get out of a bad situation, let's say you live in the south side of Chicago, and the only way you're going to get out of that situation is in a Hertz or a police car, I would define that as helpless and hopeless. And so when you have no future, and that's what hope is. Hope is always a future focus. And so when you have no future, there is no cost to the present. And so throwing away... Your present situation, since your future will be no different, there's no decision there. It's an easy decision. But if you have a reason to live, if you have something to look forward to, and that to me is the definition of hope, something to look forward to, that's the key. And as a leader, that is our commodity. You know, a guy by the name of John Chapman, all he did was spread seed all his life. They were apple seeds. He wanted to grow apple seeds. He wanted to feed people. He wanted to grow orchards. He wanted to feed America. And so he became known as Johnny Appleseed because that was the seed he was spreading. And leaders, if we're doing it right, we're going to be spreading the hope seed. And your name should be whatever it is, hope seed. So after the break, we're going to be joined by a recent graduate of Team 223 and a man who actually happens to be my pastor as well. Mr. Gray. So I am Mr. Black and we'll be right back.
1: We are all interested in the future for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember my friend future events such as these will affect you in the future.
4: Logical.
2: Between the stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel.
0: Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Get that Rack shack attack, Rack shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue. You. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com.
3: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application today we are talking about the number one commodity of a leader no it's not money no it's not fame no it's not followers it's not fortune Can I tell you what the number one commodity of a leader is? It is hope. Uh, We are called to be hope peddlers. And, you know, that's the reason why I follow Jesus Christ. And uh, for those that know me know first and foremost that I am a man of God. And I listen to hours of uh, scripture every single day. So here locally in in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the Metroplex, uh, I listen, we got a lot of Christian radio stations. we got three that I specifically listen to. And so there are these three local pastors that uh, are on these different radio stations. And for years, I've listened to a couple of them, and then I picked up another one uh, over the last year. And so I figured, you know, I haven't been in a a home church for a while because I've had a lot of damage done to me in churches. And so I know a a lot of you go through. And so uh, I've been listening to these three pastors locally. So I go to one pastor's church, and um, boy, I went one time. That was it. Because the guy's a rock star. He's out there playing his guitar, and he's got people rushing the stage and hands up. And I'm like, whoa, are they worshiping Jesus, or are they worshiping that man? And so, nope, not in church for me. Then I finally, after a couple months uh, off from the shock of uh, going to that one church, I went to another one that i have been listening to. Next. And a little bit better. Yeah, but he was uh he was really all polished in suit and tie and everybody dressed up to the hilt like they were going to the White House and uh, attempting to even talk to the pastor. There were three and four layers to that you had to get through to even get to the pastor. And I'm like, Nah, that's not like my Jesus either. And so that's really it. turned off. Yeah, what gonna do it. Wouldn't it be prudent? And so eventually I'm hearing in my head God telling me, You gotta go to this church, you gotta go to this church. So I'm going listen to this guy, I don't know who he is. His name's Shane Gray, and he's got this church called Hope Works. I go, man, that's a pretty cool title because hope does work. And so uh, in my head, I was going to go on Easter. I was going to go on Christmas, but I never went. And so about uh, two months ago, uh, I finally said, okay, God said, okay, it's time to go to this church I've been telling you about. And I'm going to tell you, I went there, got there early, uh, kneeled down at the front just talking to God, and I could tell right off the bat before I ever met the pastor or anything that uh, this was my home. And then, of course, I got a chance to hear the pastor preach like I'd heard him on the radio so many times. I'm like, man, the guy was actually real. The guy was actually who I'd listened to on the radio. Uh, And to me, that gave me hope. And so I started going. uh, And uh, after going there just uh, twice, uh, I reached out to this guy and said, hey, listen, uh, you know, I know you don't know me from Adam. I know you don't know anything, but I do leadership training, and God used it to really get people's attention. Would you be willing to go? And uh, he wound up going. Uh, and uh, even before he went, I knew that he was my pastor. Even before I uh, he went to my training, I knew that that was my church. Uh, he gave me a lot of hope. And uh, I ring all this up to tell you that that man went through our training last week, the weekend before last. Uh, he was part of Team 23. So I thought I would bring him on to, uh, first of all, share about the class, what he thought about it, and then share how the classes impact him. And then really talk about the great uh, the, the church that he's building there called HopeWorks. So let's, uh, let's go to phone line number one and let's welcome uh, Shane Gray to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Shane? Hey I'm doing
4: great I'm so honored
3: to be with you mr black well and you can call me whatever you want Shane. you know, I always you know it's weird that people call me Mr Black now you understand why correct <laughs>
4: uh, yes well i am I'm yeah. thrilled to be on your show scott and i have I've listened to it and I've enjoyed it, and it's just been even even a a greater blessing to have you as a as as a friend and 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 in our congregation.
3: Well, it's an honor. It's an honor. And I'm not going to go into my history right now. That's a different show. But uh so, you know, here you are. You're trusting this guy who listened to you on the radio told me about this training and you're a busy man like most pastors you got a lot going on you got a growing congregation uh you got so much going on newly married and all that stuff and <laughs> so you agreed to take me up on my uh, op- uh opportunity and uh your time being valuable you got you got to tell me Shane 5 minutes into the class you know with your schedule sure. being so busy and here you are mm-hmm. you came to this training what's going through your head what are you thinking when the class first got started sure you know, five minutes into the class, I'm realizing this
4: is uh, not going to be a typical leadership seminar that, that I've gone to, and, and I was expecting. This was uh, intense, and that's an understatement. And actually, <laughs> five minutes into the class, I'm thinking of different people that I think might benefit, but at the same time, there's a parallel track. I'm thinking who would who would of those people that would benefit who would endure through it, because I realize it's going to be very, uh, it's going to require a great deal of endurance and perseverance. And really there's just a, there there would be a a small handful that that I could imagine, um, enduring and persevering through it because of, of, of the intense nature of it. It was probably the most intense 48 hours that I've gone through. And I'll tell you in the leadership training, the leadership seminars that, that I've been to, um, I've never in my life witnessed um, somebody conduct the seminars with as much passion and intensity as as you. you. You love the people that are there, that's clear. You love Jesus Christ, that is clear as day, and you are unequivocally committed to everybody um, growing to the next level of their marriage, character, leadership, whatever it might be for them individually.
3: Oh, wow. Well, Pastor, that's just a very kind word, Shane. Thank you so much. I mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It means uh, it means a lot to me. And, you know, what you had said was so powerful. And today we're talking about, you know, not just because our church is called Hope Works. Uh, I really believe mm-hmm. that that's what's lacking in so much of today's world of hope. And, and see, one thing that I do early in the class is I, I work to get people hopeful because it is intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is mm-hmm. in your face. I don't. It's unapologetic. Okay. Uh, it's very intense, and I do that class intense because life is intense. And, and what I'm doing, and I tell my wife this, is I'm really selling the class at the beginning. I'm intense. I'm, I'm, it's scary. But what I'm doing is I'm wanting to plant some seeds of hope. I want to give people mm-hmm. hope that this this is worthy. Mm-hmm. I want to give people hope that you deserve this, that it might seem bad right now. But I promise you yeah. that uh, you know what's the old saying, uh, the, the Bible verse that uh, there's sorrow right now, but joy comes in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a type yeah. of the same thing. So let me ask you: there was a, some place a shift took place where the intensity of the class and people a little afraid. But there's a sh- point where the shift takes place where all of a sudden people see themselves getting into it more. They kind of e- e- yeah. embrace it. It engulfs them. And you saw that in the class. Where do you think that shift took place for you where you got out of your head and started just being fully present in the class?
4: Yeah, well, good question. You know, the, there were three or four oh, – actually, there, there were more uh, moments that um, where I sensed, sensed a a freedom – In my spirit, and subsequently uh, growth in my character and leadership, and and just being a husband. And there were there were a handful of of very pivotal moments. I think um, in relation to the to the one of the first ones was during an exercise of this might not make much sense just saying it outright to your listeners, but where we simulated basically winning 50 million dollars and and yeah. encouraging those people on and and i am i whether by nature or by default i have become introverted um <laughs> that that was an exercise that i thought oh man i i don't want to participate in this but that caused. I'm also extremely analytical, and that caused me to analyze. Why do I not want yep. to participate in this? And and it just helped me to realize that I had been um, circling the wagon, so to speak. It was an analogy that you used, mm-hmm. where if the yep. if the if the wagon train is attacked, what do the cowboys do? What do the settlers do? Yep. Will they circle the wagon? and that's an immediate defense mechanism. And throughout a a ministry of uh, 25, 30 years, throughout a ministry of ups and downs, encouragement, discouragement, um, joy, and sorrow, um, people patting you on the back and people slandering you, through 25, 30 years (laughs) of being attacked, you know what? I didn't realize it, but I had begun circling the wagons. And for me, that meant that I would exchange uh, passion, raw passion for professionalism. And whether it was with my staff or congregation or even the community that we're trying to reach, I had subconsciously begun circling the wagons and exchanging precious passion for really vain professionalism. And and it was not a good exchange. And that right then and there helped me to realize that I'd been – analyzing um through life more than rather being present one of my one of my heroes of the faith um, um and a martyr to the uh, akas in ecuador jim Elliott, wrote uh, wherever you're at be all there and that was even before the the time of the internet and cell phones but wherever you're at be all there and I want to be all there. I want to be 100% present for my wife, 100% present for my staff, present for whoever I am I, I, I am in front of, for, for whatever divine encounters the Lord has ushered me into. I, I, I want to be 100% present. I want to be all there, and I don't want to hide behind walls of professionalism, but but engage people in passion and, and communicate truth and love because they're dying for that, uh, to be set free in their own lives.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. Shane, so powerful. Wherever you are, be there. That's one of the things I used to say over and over and over because, as you know, in my training, I require 100% full focus heart, body, and soul Uh, And and Shane, we're getting ready to go to a hard break So uh, uh, just stay with me for a moment Uh, We'll be back in three minutes But, you know, it's so fascinating Today on Like It Matters Radio We're talking about Hope Works And we're blessed because we have uh, my pastor uh, Shane Gray, who runs uh, Hope Works Church in Fort Worth But he's also a recent graduate of Team 223 So stay tuned, and we'll be right back
1: Dennis Prager here with my friend Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at Rooftodeck.com. That's Rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more.
3: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about hope works. You know, we live in a time where not a lot seems to be working well. You know, the family's not working well. The church isn't working well. America has become a foreign country to many of us who have been on this planet for 40, 50 years. But one thing I learned a long time ago is that hope works. Hope springs eternal. And God tells us to always have a reason for the hope that we have. Why? Because we're called to be encouragers. And encouragement is a simple word. It means to put courage into somebody. And I'm going to tell you right now, of all the ways to encourage people, there's only one thing that i found that truly works 100% of the time, and that is hope works. And speaking of hope works, it's a great church. In the beautiful city of Fort Worth, Texas, it happens to be my church and it happens to be pastored by a a great man of God who wants to be better today than he was yesterday and better tomorrow than today. And so let's welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, my pastor, a graduate of Team 223, uh, Mr. Shane Gray. Thanks again, Shane, for joining us.
4: Thank you so much for having me, Scott.
3: Well. Hey, so uh, the fifty million dollar question. I always ask this question. A lot takes uh-huh. place in that short little two and a half days. Uh, it's forty eight hours yeah. technically, actually forty five. What would you say right now? Uh, what's your biggest takeaway? Biggest benefit so far uh-huh. from attending Leadership Awakening?
4: Okay, hands down. Well, I say hands down, but I have to preface it with with obviously uh, the the uh, the awareness that um, that I. You know, have developed a pattern to analyze more than being fully present, fully engaged, seeing, ministering to, listening, hearing, showing compassion, speaking truth to the person in front of me was uh, well that that was that was uh, worth its weight in gold. but um, even even more, uh, a takeaway, a uh, tremendous takeaway was vision, starting with the end in mind, and we actually went to the ultimate end in mind. Yeah and uh back calibrated that to be our our life mission. I mean the tears flowed from my eyes mm-hmm. as i as I wrote the end in mind, the ultimate end in mind um, and I just prayed with tears flowing, writing the ultimate end in mind, oh Lord, mm-hmm. help me to be this person and mm-hmm. and by the power of the Holy Spirit within me, greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. I know that i am I'm a work in process and mm-hmm and the lord i love what you said i want to be better today than i was yesterday I, I i want to be better tomorrow than i am today and and i believe that that means being more like christ and um starting with the end in mind that kind of visionering to back calibrate who i'm in, who i am today was was life changing and extraordinarily powerful in my life
3: yeah. yeah and you know i had i've you know gotten to know some of the the congregants at our church you know it's I'm fairly new there but I was at like this morning, I was at the men's breakfast uh, at six o'clock oh, in the good. morning, just hanging out with the guys. Yeah, it's just because mm-hmm. we got to do life together. That's what, to me, and yeah. that's what church is, doing life together for, to the glory of God and, and helping mankind. And, you know, so I, I've talked to a couple of people. Last Sunday, when I went to church, This the sermon you delivered after class, you got out of class Thursday night, you were out of there by five uh, mm-hmm. and Saturday, Sunday morning at 9.30 uh your vision uh, of a river running through is kind of like the the tree of life running through the the new Jerusalem said so is filled yes. with tears and snot because you won't put that on our yes. marketing materials but th- that really touched yes. you that we were so deeply involved with each other's stuff i mean explain that a little bit yeah. how how powerful that was yeah,
4: yeah you know it the, the bible teaches and and i've experienced there is a, there's incredible freedom in confession of struggles and confession of sins we're not meant to do life alone even jesus told peter james and john come with me pray with me and um and even within that inner circle he had one john that he leaned upon and and that's a model for us to do life together. And when we share our struggles with one another, those struggles are lightened. And when we uh, share sins with one another and through prayer those temptations lose their hold upon us rather than trying to present an image that impresses one another um just dig down deep and share the raw vulnerable content of our heart with one another for prayer for encouragement strength and healing and it's absolutely critical and that's why we we have a vision and and it was um it was inspired through this, through this weekend where there were a lot of tears. And it was a vision that, yeah. that our church, our home groups, our ministry will have uh, rivers of tears and snot running through them. And it's just it's, just a, it's a very <laughs> raw picture of people being real yeah. and transparent with, with one another for the sake of prayers and the power of the Holy Spirit of Christ to work in our lives.
3: Amen. Amen. So powerful, and you know, I you you, know, you had changed a couple of things. You uh, the sermon was phenomenal. You're already going to you always do a phenomenal sermon, but the re- rawness and the reality and the tears that flowed at Sunday, and then you did a couple of things. You gave a couple weeks off on the Wednesday night. Uh, uh, everybody shows up and has you have a meal for everybody, and there's childcare and there's children's ministries and all that. And I know the preter rule where, you know, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people, that 80-20 mix. And, and so I had a lot of people that I, I listen like you get it now. I'm very aware of my surroundings and people wondering, what's going on? What, what, why is he doing this? Why are he doing this? And I told a couple of them that you went through a powerful experience uh, and I knew it gave you a, a, a bigger vision, a deeper vision for Hope Works and all that. You you made a couple adjustments and your, your vision, you're getting ready to share your vision. Talk about that a little bit. How did Leadership Awakening and some the stuff i have you doing there kind of expand and maybe even make more real the vision that you're you're driving right now
4: well well just the uh, just just the reminder that that every moment we encounter with one another should be i believe embraced as a divine encounter a fleeting moment that we may never have again and it's an opportunity to speak truth into people's lives that will help set them free to encourage them because uh, we have people all around us that are uh, just so beat down and, and, and discouraged, and this world is is difficult. And so we we have to embrace each moment that that, that we encounter as divine, and we have to make the most of it. In short, love well. We, we we are called to to love the the people that that God has put, in, even our peripheral vision well. But I believe that that we have a tendency, and even in the church setting, to see one another as silhouettes as landscaping that that's the space that they occupy and they're familiar landscaping but but a shadowy uh no name and sometimes even a a, a a no story we don't know their stories much less their names so we we have to embrace opportunities to love people well uh the last six weeks for example in our church family we've encountered and 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 shed tears and uh and walked through uh, a teen suicide um, uh, a tragic death of a ho- with one of our members in a house fire, and then here recently uh, just this morning in fact uh, or late last night, a double murder suicide scenario and oh, that speaks to the reality that people are 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 hurting people are living in fear and let me tell you what the church has done. the church has has attempted to um, outsource, outsource counseling, outsource healing, yeah. outsource restoration, yeah. outsource um, ministry across socioeconomic barriers, and retreat as an enclave unto themselves for for, for safety. Uh, however, Jesus didn't have anything to do with that, and that's not a, a reflection Amen. of our calling as a church. We are called to seek and to save the lost. We're not called to retreat. We're called to be elbow deep into relationships with people who, who are wounded, who are, who are hurting, who are in despair, who are living in fear. And that's why Jesus was called a friend of sinners and tax collectors. They did not intend that as a compliment. But he wore it as a badge of honor. And in the same way, churches tend to retreat today, which is why both Billy Graham and Martin Luther King Jr. said the most segregated hour in America is Sunday morning, because the church is retreating Mm -hmm. to be comfortable rather than advancing and being uh, friends with sinners and to tax collectors, people who are wounded, and being elbow-deep in these relationships, not so that people can stay in their sin, but we have to come along beside them where they're at, love them well, and help walk them into freedom and wholeness in Christ.
3: Amen. And you said, you know, I've heard it said before that Jesus meets us where we're at, but he doesn't leave us where we're at. Yeah. Uh, and I oh, think yeah. that's where my training— it. Yeah, it's secular training, uh, but yet, man, when you get down to the core of who we are, we're spiritual beings having a fleshly experience, Mm -hmm. and so that Mm -hmm. training is absolutely spiritual. You see people, we get real, we get raw, uh, we get beyond the facades, uh, and that's why, you know, that class, I've done it privately for churches, I've done groups of them, because it really is leadership in motion, but more importantly, I think it's the church in motion. That class is what the church is supposed to be we're supposed to sustain each other we're supposed to encourage each other we're supposed to be real with each other when someone falls mm-hmm. down we give them a hand up and how can we give them a hand up yeah. if we're not standing right next to them uh, and it's yeah. so so powerful uh, and we're, we're, you got something else we got about 30 seconds before we go to break something else you want to add to that
4: yeah and I would just say we are the we, we are the best yeah. versions of of who christ has called us to be when we spend time with him just let jesus love on us and pour into us and then we have something to pour into others
3: amen we're getting ready to go to heartbreak and i want to talk when we come back about hope works church because you're you're doing something great or should say we're doing something great it's right in the, the downtown fort worth there It it is a great church. Uh, I love it. I fell in love with it when I came the first time. And you're making a huge impact in an inner city uh, that has brown, is black, is white, and all the other colors. And so today, on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Hope Works. And we're talking to my pastor, Shane Gray, who's also a recent graduate of Team 223. So we'll be right back.
0: Need special boots for a new job, but don't know where to start? Step into Red Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you
1: find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. Living life like it matters. That's what we were created for. That's what Christ died for so that we could live our lives like it has value. And the problem is, and I deal with this in 30 years of doing what I do, is most people are tired of being told they're not enough. You know, all my life, I can speak for Mr. Black, Scott Black, all my life I've been told I'm not enough. Uh, I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not white enough. I'm not black enough. uh, I'm not rich enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And we live in a world where people have been beaten down, where they've been walked on, where the enemies reminded them of every single thing they've ever done wrong, and then people do it as well. And so we get to a point where we're just basically get to be helpless and hopeless, that we're disappointment to God, we're disappointment to our spouses, we're disappointment to our kids. And even right here on Psychology Today, uh, this is uh, by an MD, a psychologist. It says, hope is a powerful life force that enables us to face and overcome challenges. Physicians present encouraging possibilities when breaking bad news to patients because hope during serious illness fosters healing and recovery. Hope helps to envision that a challenge or threat can ameliorate and that there will be a better tomorrow. Hope is by its very nature optimistic and encourages us to work towards goals of overcoming. It has religious meaning for believers in God who through prayer trust that their future will be protected by their deity. Wow. Even a secular writer can write about hope, uh, but can't do so without biblical implications. And so we are honored to, to have my friend, uh, graduate team two twenty three, and my pastor Shane with us. So again, Shane, thank you for taking your valuable time and spending it with us, listeners.
4: Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. And, so, and Shane, I love you got to tell me.
3: The- oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Go oh, no, ahead, please go.
4: Oh, I, I, I love throughout Leadership Weekend that you quoted Viktor Frankl uh, a handful of times, who uh, was just a yep. uh, a walking and living uh, example of, of hope, what it is to hope in tragedy.
3: Yeah, and I quote all the time logotherapy, you know, that I love. I actually bring sciences, you know, transactional analysis, neuro linguistics programming, logotherapy, which is Dr. Viktor Frankl's work. And and basically Mm -hmm. what logotherapy is, is that when you have something to look forward to, you can overcome Mm -hmm. anything. It was Nietzsche, who is a hater of God and Hitler liked him. So I'm not promoting Nietzsche, but I'm promoting this quote because the truth is the truth wherever it comes from. He who has a why can bear almost any how. Uh, and and yeah. to me, the example of that quote is Jesus Christ himself when yeah. he didn't no one took his life. Jesus Christ is not a victim. He freely gave his life so mm-hmm. that you and I could have eternal life and Tell us a little bit about hope 's works. You have a great church there. Uh, tell us a little bit of the history and, and tell us about hope 's works, Shane well,
4: We have a passion to be a church for the unchurched. And when the Lord was stirring my heart so that I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, all I could do was thinking about starting this church, I prayed, Lord, if this church is really from you, give me a name. And it was about 3 a.m. It was a whisper, but it was a thunder, and it startled me right awake so that I lost my breath. And the words were, hope works. A couple of days later, I'm reading in the Psalms, and I'm meditating on that. I say, Lord, did you speak hope works to me? And the very next thing I read, I will visit you in the night seasons and instruct you in which way you should go. And so it wasn't a matter of, will this church succeed or fail, but would I be obedient or disobedient? And I stepped out, and it has been one um, encounter with God's faithfulness after the next. You know, when I was a young minister, I heard W.A. Criswell say, with tears streaming down his face as old preacher and shaking hands, Jesus is more real to me than the back of my hands. And after sorrows and sufferings and setbacks and disappointments and discouragement and time and time and time and time and time and time again, experiencing Christ's Faithfulness. The trials come and go, but the word of God stands. And when you cling to the word of God, then you stand with it. And you experience His His glory uh, to the depth you suffer to that depth. You know Christ, to the depth you suffer to that depth. You experience Christ and to the depth you suffer to that depth. You will look like Christ. And you could never know him, experience him, and look like him apart. that suffering but you've got to you've got to cling to him throughout that suffering and and so we started hope works to be a lighthouse in the midst of stormy and tumultuous waters and just to be friends of sinners and tax collectors and point them to new and eternal life through jesus christ
3: amen now people do you see why i go to this church do you see because Shane, you know, the coolest thing is I tell the story, and I know it took a little time, but I, I visited two other local pastors who I listened to on the radio who uh, did good sermons. They performed well, just like you do. Uh, but it was it, it was very short notice uh, as I was physically present in these houses of worship that this was not the place for me. And, and, and that I've had a lot of trauma in church, and there's a lot of people listening that have had a lot of trauma in church. Because it's a performance, we're putting on our airs, where everybody's great, and all things are wonderful. And, and that's not the reality of life. And uh, hope works to me, at least I, I believe this, is a real church where there, people aren't put on airs, they're allowed to be flawed, they're allowed to be broken. And I think that happens because the pastor sets a good standard. I just want you to know that, brother. Um,
4: well, thank you very much for that encouragement. I appreciate that.
3: Yeah. So what? What? So give me scripture-wise. To me, I think it's Romans uh, eight twenty-eight, uh, the mm. most uh, hopeful verse in the Bible. Because to me, Romans eight twenty-eight, that God causes all things. I always tell people, stop. Don't stop there, because people say, well, God causes all things. No, 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 no. God did not want David to commit adultery. God did not want David to get Uriah killed. But you got to keep going. God causes all things to work for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose to me that gives me hope that no matter what's going on god can use it. Give me what you believe is some of the most hopeful scripture verses.
4: <laughs> Wonderful question. Uh Romans 8:28 absolutely. Uh he causes all things to work together for the good to those who love him and are and are called according to his purposes. There's second there's 2 second Corinthians that we comfort others with the same comfort with the same comfort in which we've been comforted. We 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 don't we don't have a ministry we we don't have an anointing unless we unless we've gone through the valley so that we can experience Christ then then we have something to give then we have ministry for others then there's divine power that ministry and divine power isn't linked to seminary or credentials. Uh, not that there is in and of themselves anything wrong with that, but 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 yeah. it's linked to the suffering that we've gone through and experienced Christ. There's Romans chapter 5, verse 3. We rejoice in our sufferings because they produce perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope will not Amen. disappoint us. And we know that God never, ever, ever wastes a hurt that we entrust to Him. Amen. Anytime we've gone through Suffering and sorrow and setbacks and failures, whether it's the the doing of, of the enemy of, 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 of darkness of this world, uh, people who've sinned and affected our lives, or whether it's been our own foolishness or sin, as a just man falls seven times and seven times rises again. God never Amen. wastes a hurt that we entrust to Him and say, This is beyond me, Lord, I entrust it to you somehow, some way. Be glorified in it, and he is. He's glorified in it. Our heart rejoices so that we look back at that suffering and we shudder, but we don't shudder at the thought of having walked through it. We shudder at the thought of our lives without it, because it was through that suffering Amen. that we experienced Christ in a capacity that deepened our ability to minister to others. Um,
3: oh, I've clung to 91 man. over the years. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're getting ready to go to heartbreak. Sorry, we're getting ready to end the show. But no, I bet. want you real quick, and I appreciate everything you're saying. I could listen to you all day. But, hey, uh, do a little plug for uh, how do people get a hold of Hope's work? How can they uh, be a part of what we're doing there? So just a little commercial real quick, 30-second commercial for Hope Works
4: visit us at hopeworks.church and we have sermons that you can go back and listen to there's there's an address of how to of how to get to our church and um and we just we we just want you to know with all of our hearts Jesus loves you and whatever you've gone through is not aimless it is purposeful and trust it to him he will be glorified in it
3: amen Amen. All right, brother. Well, I I won't see you Wednesday because you guys are resting. I think it's a smart move, but I will see you Sunday. Okay, my friend? Thank you.
4: Okay. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for this time, Scott.
3: All right, buddy. God bless you, Shane. All right. Bye-bye. All right. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. You know, I don't care what your interaction with church is. I've been damaged a lot by church in the past, but uh, that does not represent my God. Uh, My God is faithful. Although his people are flawed because we all have the same disease it's called flesh. But man, I'm telling you right now, don't give up on the Lord because he's never given up on us. And find a good church. I found one in Fort Worth, Texas. It's called Hope Works. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. My job is to help you become more hopeful about your future. Remind you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Amen. Join your speech, sir! You've covered the well You had good eye contact with the audience, good voice reflection, and so you spoke with raw
0: objection! You spoke with enthusiasm,
2: and you spoke
0: with... Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from die I got a hold of JTR through Friends. It almost looked like... Uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that all of which jtr gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited Before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference.
2: Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs.
0: Ringing liberty and truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul.